I'm Chalanga. I'm Dylan. And this is the CND NBA show. Welcome. We are recording at 9 p.m. Central Time, day of the trade deadline. Six uh, seven hours past the trade deadline. So we are fresh. Got a fresh look at all these trades. We're going to talk about every trade that happened, every team, and we're going to grade every team for for how they did over the trade Holy deadline. Shit. Dylan, are you are you ready, Dylan? I have 45 minutes, so you're going to have to be fast. Oh, shit. Here we go. Number one, the Atlanta Hawks. They traded Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams, two second-round picks, and cash. Holy this is shit. Great. The Hawks fucking fleeced. I can't wait to see Lou Williams on the Hawks, and I can't believe Rajon Moore. I, obviously, the Clippers were desperate for a playmaker. I give it a B-plus for the Hawks. B-plus for the Hawks. Look, I have to agree with you here. The, like... They got a couple second round picks and a player who's probably going to play better for them than Rajon Rondo was. B plus for the Atlanta Hawks. The Boston Celtics trade two second round picks for Evan Fournier. He slides right into their trade exception. And they trade Daniel Tice and I guess Jeff Teague and Javante Green. Unclear where those two ended up. To Chicago for Mo Wagner. What do you Holy think of this, Dylan? Shit. They could have had Miles Turner in that trade exception, and they ended up getting Evan Fournier. That's a D plus. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I like Evan Fournier. I think he's a solid player. Oh um, yeah, of course. He, he's been balling out for for Orlando too with all their injuries. But I'm a, I'm a like a uh, well documented Mo Wagner hater. Like I don't I don't get it. Wizards fans seem to really love him. Um, you watched him with the Lakers, didn't you? What were your thoughts on him there? Uh, that he sucks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't like him as a player. I think he's kind of a dick, too. He's not going to be a good locker room presence. If they were dealing with locker room trouble earlier, They're not. it's not going to get better, I bet. And I, I, like, I thought Daniel Tice was playing decent, like... Did they just want someone to? I don't. I don't really get it. I'm. I'm gonna. Daniel Tice is straight up better than Mo Wagner. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm giving this trade deadline for the Celtics a D. They like could have done so much more, and they just fucked it up from the beginning of the season, like you said. The Brooklyn Nets didn't do anything, but they did sign Blake Griffin um, after he was bought out by the Detroit Pistons. Uh, do you feel like the Brooklyn Nets should have made a move? Uh, no, I do not. I think that they get a B. I think that I think that I'm going to give them a C minus actually because I think Whoa. they missed a big uh, they missed a big opportunity to trade Spencer Dinwiddie. Like they should have traded Spencer for something. Like anything because he's not going to resign there and he's just sitting on their books. Like can you get some picks for him to recoup all the picks that you don't have anymore? Like you couldn't do that. Come on now. C minus. Right. Fair. That's they fair. They should have gotten something for him, I guess. You're right. All right. Uh, next, the Charlotte Hornets. This was confusing. I'm not sure what the Charlotte Hornets sent to Golden State, but they sent something to Golden State for Brad Wanamaker. Um, to me, this is just a C. I don't care about this at all. Brad Wanamaker is just a fine third guard for them to have now that LaMelo is injured, I guess. Steve Kerr was like gushing over Brad Wanamaker. I'm going to be down on that when it comes to the golden state warriors I, I agree c oh we're both at c perfect just a normal average pointless kind of trade uh the chicago bulls they did a ton so first they traded Otto porter wendell carter and two first round picks for nikola vucevic and alfa rucamino then they traded chandler hutchison and daniel gafford for troy nice. brown and mo wagner who they then turned into Daniel Tice. What do you think, Dill? What? Why do they need Daniel Tice on this team? What are they doing? I have no clue. It's crazy. I I also liked the Troy Brown deal. I like the Vucevic deal just because I want to see something crazy happen in the playoffs in the East. So I like that they become became more competitive. But do they think that they're going to be competitive in the second round? Or do they think they're going to make a second round? They're first on exit team, so I'm gonna give them a B minus because I actually kind of like it. I like I like seeing a competitive first round and out team. 
He here's my thing about this Bulls dealings is that I clearly they wanted more large white men uh in their locker room. Oh my god. Uh, so they <laughs> Like a stop making it a race thing. <laughs> um, but they kind of got rid of all of their like small forward type players. So now, I mean, they're just going to rely on Patrick Williams. And I mean, Troy Brown is a little bit undersized. Garrett Temple is undersized for that. Um, so they, they kind of mucked up their, I guess, Al Farouk Amino, but it isn't, he's injured, right? He's not playing this year. Uh, he has been playing actually, and Otto Porter Jr. has been injured as well. So, like, what this boils down to is Chilanga loves Otto Porter Jr. and hates Al Farouk Aminu. <laughs> I don't. Well, I think... I, I think Otto Porter Jr. when healthy is like significantly better, but significantly I, better as is tough. I agree with you, but Al Farouk Aminu provides three and D for you, specifically the D part. Like, he hasn't been shooting very well this year from three. But uh, if he can provide more defense for them, that's really all they need because they have the offense in Vooch now and uh, and uh, Kobe White and Zach Levine. Like, it's going to be fine for them on offense. I think that's actually a great piece of work for them. You know, they certainly did raise their ceiling this year. I- I'm concerned about the first round picks. The one they the 21 pick that they traded this year is, is top four protected, but then I think it's a 23 pick. And I'm not sure that the... Bulls are not going to be terrible again in 2023. Who knows? Vooch Vooch could fall off a cliff, obviously. Mm -hmm. Big guys do that. Uh, Zach Levine could could get frustrated after two years of of first-round exits and leave. I could see this as being a terrible... The Vooch trade part of it being terrible. The reason why I'm giving this a B-minus is because of the Troy Brown and because I'm just interested to see what the Bulls are going to do in the playoffs now, which is awesome. It makes me a viewer. Yeah, I'll I'll give this one a a solid B. I mean, they they really did raise their ceiling a lot. Now they got two All Stars on the team. Maybe they could make some noise in the first round of the playoffs if they make it there. It's also kind of embarrassing that Wendell Carter Jr. was worth this, but at the same time, I'm not a Wendell Carter Jr. fan, so I think mm-hmm. they did fine. Yeah, I think they did fine too. All right, next, the Cleveland Cavaliers traded JaVale McGee to the Denver Nuggets for Isaiah Hartenstein and a 23 and 27 second round pick. I don't care about this. <laughs> JaVale had too long of a leash in uh, Cleveland and to get two second round picks for him is good. Isaiah, I mean, I think Hartenstein stink- stinks, so I don't care about that, but solid job. I give it a C plus. Oh, sure. I'll give it a C plus as well. I mean, what were you going to get for JaVale McGee otherwise? Nothing. So you got you got JaVale off your team. C plus. All right. The Dallas Mavericks trade James Johnson, West of Wundu, and a second round pick to the New Orleans Pelicans for J.J. Redick and Nicolo Melli. What do you think of this one, Dylan? I hate J.J. Redick. The Dallas Mavericks just became even one of my even less like teams. It was already my least favorite team in the league, I think, just because of Chris Stapp's Mark Cuban, as we discussed yesterday, and and obviously Luka Doncic, as we discussed yesterday. Yeah, but with this J.J. Redick edition, it's just getting worse. I can't wait for all those podcasts <laughs> with all those white boys being on there, being white boys about their white boyness. Have uh, I think now the Dallas Mavericks have surpassed the Miami Heat for the whitest team in the NBA. <laughs> Begrudgingly, I think that I give it a C, though, just because turning James Johnson and Wes Wundu into anything is solid. Yeah, I just think that J.J. Redick is, like, pretty washed, you know? I mean, I guess he provides some, like, positive veteran presence, whereas James Johnson is kind of a freak. Um, Also, he's the Seth Curry in this offense now, or he could be. Like, that's the potential. mm -hmm. And if he can become that again, like, Mm -hmm. let's be honest, he was exactly what Seth Curry is now. And if he can do that again, even for just the playoffs, that's worth it for this Mavericks team. It's just fine. I'll give it a C. I like, I just don't care. It's just, I don't care about the Mavericks and I don't care about JJ Redick. Moving on, the Denver Nuggets did a bunch. They traded Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a 2025 protected, the protections are unclear, first round pick for Aaron Gordon. And as we previously mentioned, Hartenstein and a 23, 27 second round pick for JaVale McGee. I love this for the Nuggets. Unfortunately, we agree on everything today. Well, yesterday we had enough disagreement. (laughs) 
Yeah, yesterday we got in a fight. Um, but if there's any team that Aaron Gordon could go to to tip the the championship uh, odds, it would be the Denver Nuggets. That's really the piece they were missing that that like power forward piece because like Michael Porter Jr. really at this point is more of a three because he's skinny and, and you know he, talks he really the defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aaron Gordon is a average defender and an average offensive player and a solid passer. I mean, he just isn't going to make too many mistakes for the Denver Nuggets. And it'll be sweet to see uh, Nikola Jokic throw some lobs up to AG. I just want to call out Dane Moore right now because what happened on Twitter today was he compared this to the, the Wolves sending the 28th overall pick. Uh, RJ Hamden was the 24th overall pick. The 28th overall pick, Jaden McDaniels in this trade. I'm like, the 28th overall pick is, is irrelevant. Jaden McDaniels is so much better than RJ Hampton or not, maybe not even so much better, but just has, shows so much more potential than RJ Hampton. And then on top of it, the, the 2025 first round pick is automatically, well, maybe it's actually more valuable because act, if, since it has protections, a Timberwolves protected pick is likely going to actually just stay in the Timberwolves hands, but still like, it's just not the, the, the two trades would are not analogous at all. I, I'm glad the Timberwolves did not get Aaron Gordon. I don't think the Timberwolves needed to upgrade right now because right now there are a lot of desperate buyers, but I actually don't think that the Nuggets overpaid for Aaron Gordon either. RJ Hampton has not looked that good and 2025 protected first round pick. Well, unless it's like top three protected, like the Timberwolves pick this year, I think that it's a pretty good piece of business. Well, and Denver doesn't like Denver doesn't tank like then Denver is rarely bad. And so Unless RJ Hampton makes some leaps or that pick turns out to be a high pick or they, or they really nail that pick like the Denver Nuggets got the best player and it's not close. So yeah, they won the trade. Yep. I'm giving that an A minus actually. I'm actually giving them uh, over a hole because they also got JaVale McGee, which like shores up their backup center spot, which has been an issue this whole season because it's been what? Isaiah Hardenstein. Or Zeke Naji, Bull Bull plays small forward more than he plays center, man. He's oh my like, god, he he's yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's an NBA guy. Um, <laughs> Did you see a picture so, of him in the pool today? I saw a picture of him in the pool today. Look a picture of this up on Twitter. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he's grotesquely long, huh? Um, anyway, I think that like they got way better. And granted, JaVale McGee isn't going to play in the playoffs, but now they have at least seven guys who you know for sure are are going to play in the playoffs, being Murray, Barton, Porter Jr., Gordon, Vucevic, Millsap, and Monte Morris. That's seven, and then you just need one more Wait, guy. I was halfway listening, and then you said Vucevic. I think you meant Jokic, yeah. I did mean Jokic. So yeah, I'm I'm giving this one a solid A, baby. I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm giving it an A plus. Like Woo! I don't think there's a better. I don't think any team did better during the trade deadline. And so like if they did the best, then they deserve the best grade. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. All right, next the Detroit Pistons trade Delon Wright to the Sacramento Kings for Corey Joseph, uh, Los Angeles Lakers 2021 second round pick, and a 2024 Sacramento second round pick. What do you think of this one, Dylan? I don't know what the Detroit Pistons are doing. I have no, no, no clue. Why are they being sellers at all? Why are they being buyers? I don't know. They're an Enigma team. I don't know if they're buyers or sellers because they've been doing both of those things this whole season. So I'm because they're the Detroit Pistons and solely because of that and because I don't give a fuck about Corey Joseph or DeLon Wright, they're getting an F. Oh, whoa. That is big. The I don't know if there's going to be another F on this podcast. But yeah, I mean, that Lakers pick is going to be what, like 50 or, or lower? And that 24 Sacramento pick, I mean, I would hope that Sacramento is making the playoffs by then with De'Aaron Fox and, and Tyrese Halliburton locked up. So I don't know. I, I just I think that they got worse assets than the asset they gave up. So I'm going to give this like a, a C minus D plus, <laughs> I guess. D plus is what I'm going to give it. <laughs> Next, the uh, Golden State Warriors. Again, the the reporting on this is unclear, but they sent 
Brad Wanamaker to Charlotte and Marquise Chris to San Antonio. I don't know if they got players back. I don't think that they did. I think it was for like fake second round picks or cash, cash. or something. I thought that I read that Marquise Chris was some had something to do with cash. Also, I could not give less shits. F Golden State Warriors oh, suck. Another F. <laughs> I, mean, I can't give this. I I honestly like. So who is their backup point guard now? And Steph Curry's hurt. So are they gonna like rely on Damian Lee to run point? Like this yeah. seems like a mistake to be idiotic. Idiotic. Uh, I'm giving this. Uh, I guess it's good to get off Marquis Chris to save a little bit of money because you know they are an expensive team. So I'm gonna get, giving them a D because that was a good move. But the Brad Wanamaker move, I'm sorry, but like they need a point guard right now, and Brad was their dude. Okay, the Houston can Rockets. We, can, can I oh, just talk about money a little bit? So yes, mm-hmm. they are in the luxury tax, but who fucking cares? Joe Lacob can fucking afford it. Fuck the Bay Area. Fuck billionaires. I don't care about how much salary tax he's, he's paying. Whatever. Who fucking cares? Yeah, Joe Lacob is fucking filthy rich. All right. Next, the uh, Houston Rockets. So earlier this week, they traded P.J. Tucker and Rodion's Karutz for D.J. Augustine, D.J. Wilson, a 23 first-round pick from Milwaukee, from the Milwaukee Bucks and a 21 pick swap. So I found out what that weird pick maneuvering was, is that they just pushed back the pick that the bucks already owed owed Houston cuz that like the 22 pick protected 22 pick and ended up in Houston's possession and so Houston's like all right push it back to 23 but now it's unprotected and then they have a pick swap this year which that's won't not happen. going to convey yeah what yeah. the fuck they just wanted that for the press release so that fucking trade specifically is an f oh <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> what, what, what do you mean f. Everything got I don't a, like getting F. They got a first round pick for okay. PJ Tucker. Okay, fine, fine. That specific <laughs> trade is a D. The Victor Oladipo one is an F, though. So the Houston Rockets overall get an F. All right. So the Houston Rockets traded Victor Oladipo for Kelly Olinick, Avery Bradley, and a 2022 pick swap with the Miami Heat, which will definitely not convey. <laughs> Yo, I cannot get over that somehow. The Houston Rockets turned James Harden into Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, Dante Exum, and a fucking grip of picks that are probably going to be in the 20s. Maybe the 2025 and 2027 Brooklyn Nets picks are going to be good, but probably not. Like, <laughs> probably not that good, you know? Uh, Keep praying like, for Tita. You're going to have to find a God. Oh my God. And it's just like, even if those picks are good, like to the, the wait time to get the results, it's just like, wow, they did a bad job. They could have had Jarrett Allen and Karis Levert. Now, I don't know about you, but I think a team of John Wall, Karis Levert, Daniel House, uh, Christian Wood, and Jarrett Allen would be competing for the playoffs in the West right now. Oh yeah. Like, Come on now. What the hell? They could have gotten all those picks and just been a playoff team immediately. They fucked up. They fucked up so bad. They are F dumb. F minus. Oh my God. So bad. Yeah, you're right. F minus for me too. I, I don't know if I could give a low enough grade. Can I give a Z? Just put it a Z. That was the Victor Oladipo trade. The James Harden trade was the worst trade of all time in the history of football basketball, soccer, hockey. I don't give a shit what fucking sport you're playing. Cribbage. Uh, you can fucking, what's the one where you croquet? It's the worst fucking trade of all time. It's bad. It's very bad. I look forward to looking back in this in like on like five years when the Houston Rockets are just wallowing in mediocrity. Like not even, not even like so bad. You know what I mean? They're just mediocre. And they've got a bunch of mediocre young guys on their team. Oh, my God. It's going to look so bad. (laughs) The Christian Wood-led 2023 Houston Rockets. They're going to need – Tillman Fertitta is going to have to sell. Like, they're going to start – they're going to be so bad. Let's hope rest runs come back, Tillman. (laughs) You're going to need it. All right. We're going to move on to the Indiana Pacers, who did nothing during this trade deadline, which sucks. 
they gotta they gotta decide soon between Sabonis and Turner. It's just not it's not sustainable. And I feel like now they could have traded. I'm I'm more trade Sabonis than I am trade Turner, just because Sabonis is harder to like construct a good defense around as your center. They could have traded Sabonis now and probably gotten a decent haul. Like they could probably could have gotten what Chicago gave uh, for Vucevic, right? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, Sabonis was a was an All Star last year and this year. Evan, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fucking hell, <laughs> we did a whole big tweet about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wow, I am so stupid. But the Indiana Pacers always prove us wrong, though, in terms of how Sabonis and Miles Turner can fit together somehow and how their players can play well together. Because of that, I'm giving them a C-. minus. I, th- I think that, yes, this was a missed opportunity, obviously. But at the same time, I think that they're going to be fine. They're getting healthy. I love that they got Karis LeVert, which is not a trade deadline move, but is kind of a trade deadline move. If you may, like, if, you know, in reality, the James Harden trade was during the season. So, yep. Uh, I'm going to give them a C minus, not counting technically that because I that Karis LeVert trade was was great. They fleeced him. They fleeced yes. him. Yes, that Absolutely was that might have been the trade of the year. Yeah, that was like if that would bring their whole grade up to an A plus for me, but. Um, Cleveland getting Jared Allen also was an incredible steal. Like <laughs> that's true, that is one hundred percent true. I but, wish the Wolves could have gotten in on this somehow. You know, like, <laughs> but without that, that awesome. I still give them a C minus because uh, their players are getting healthy. I really think TJ Warren's going to come back. Uh, he just it came out today that he's going to miss the rest of the season. He's getting surgery. I don't know if you saw that again. Yeah, he's, oh TJ he's Warren, TJ Warren. Yeah. I missed that. It season. was a busy mm-hmm. day. I'm sorry. Holy no, shit. yeah, there was there was a ton of news today. <laughs> Don't blame you. Um, so you give him a C minus. I just I give him a straight C. I mean, I get I get it. It's a new coach. You want to you know play out the year, blah blah blah. But I just I don't think that the Sabonis and Turner thing is going to work long term, especially once they hit the playoffs. Like, so like you were the one who looks. You were the one who convinced me that was a bad thing. And then I was like, okay, fine. It's a C minus. I was going to give him a C. And then now Chalanga's giving him a C. Maybe I should just be a C. Just put me as a C. I have no opinion. All right. Fine. Fine. All right. Uh, we're swinging to the Clippers. We talked about this trade earlier. Lou Williams and two second round picks plus cash to the Hawks for Rajan Rondo. Dylan, I want to hear your take on this. <laughs> As a secondary Lakers fan, I couldn't be happier. It's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I watched a lot of Rajon Rondo ever since he went to the Bulls. Actually, ever since he went to the Mavericks. I mean, Rajon Rondo has been steadily declining very linearly. And he was able to provide a spark for the Lakers to the point that he was maybe the fourth best player on their team. I mean, I'm, I'm putting KCP significantly above him and Caruso didn't, I don't think he played well during the playoffs. That's from, from just from memory, but Rajon Rondo is not going to help the LA Clippers any more than Lou Williams. Why are they giving up more picks? Holy shit. That's an F that is an F I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to look, all you Rajon Rondo stands, but Rajon Rondo said the F word as in the F word about gay people to an NBA ref. So Rajon Rondo needs to be canceled immediately. And Lou Williams also fucking sucks, but is better than Rajon Rondo. Here's what I'll say. Rajon Rondo had a great playoff run last year. Will he be able to create that again? I mean, he got the benefit of taking a couple months off and and resting his 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 older legs, his laurels, and coming back. <laughs> but he looked amazing. He was hitting threes. He was playing really intense like a, defense. He was hitting the slowest. He had the slowest release in the NBA when he was taking those threes, and people were twenty feet away from him. He didn't have one person twenty within twenty feet of him. Well, I think that there's still a chance that he can get some wide open shots if he's playing with Kawhi and uh, Paul George, right? Like, it's it's no LeBron and AD, but it's still, you know, a lot of defensive attention on those two. I think that if Rajon Rondo can be 
80%, 75% of that playoff Rondo that he was last year, then I think that gives you more than Lou Williams. And like this trade is about winning a title. And so like you can give up two second round picks and Lou Williams and money for that increased chance to give a title. I think that this is the wrong move personally, but I understand where the Clippers are coming from because like he Rondo gives you more facilitation. There's more defensive upside. Um, and like Lou Williams without Montrez Harrell or like really that like really powerful role threat is a little bit less valuable than he was. Rajan Rondo was defensively awesome. You're convincing me, Chalanga. I'm giving this an F plus because <laughs> Rajan Rondo's defense was legit in the bubble. Lou Williams defense will never be legit in the playoffs ever or anytime ever. Yeah. So I get that. I totally get that part. I just don't believe that this is the fix that they needed and they didn't need to give two second round picks for it. Yeah. Rajan Rondo can turn up. That's, that's my point. I do think they overpaid, but I think this inches them a little bit closer to a title. So I'm giving them a C plus. The Los Angeles Lakers did nothing. Dylan, what do you think about this as the, our resident Lakers fan? I need to see what happens in the buyout phase. Because I do think that there was not a move to be made. The Lowry move was kind of crazy. I sent Chilenga a Lowry trade that worked, which I think would have been the best one, which was Montrez Harrell, who has had a fine year. I think I think there's been a lot of fuss about Montrez Harrell, like not being great, obviously in the bubble, but still not being that sixth man of the year that he was last regular season. But I do think that he has some value still. So fine but i do think he's also uh not that useful on a healthy lakers team because he can't start he has no chance of starting also in the trade were dennis schrader and tht i think tht and dennis schrader are the future of the lakers whether they like it or not those two they have the same skills tht creates his own shot dennis schrader is is a guy who can facilitate and create his own shot right Mm -hmm. so they're essential to the Lakers in two to three years when LeBron James is probably, I don't know, maybe superhuman. He'll just be the exactly the same for the rest of our lives because it seems it certainly fucking seems like that at this point, but also RIP, like we're shouting out to his ankle right now. We got to pray for that baby. But I do think that the Lakers did fine. I'm giving it a C. The, the, all uh... that to say, nothing. <laughs> Uh, Dylan is two Bud Lights in, uh, maybe a Bud Light and a half in, and he is incoherently rambling. Uh, <laughs> Get me past the Lakers. I do think, I do think though, the the report was that the Lakers deal was centered around KCP, not Montrez, or maybe not. Sure, I guess Trader would probably have to be in there. It would probably he be would KCP have to be. Trader. Yeah, yeah. So case, um, but if KCP were in there, that would be a fucking horrible horrible move for the lakers i think kcp is essential when lebron james is healthy on this team when lebron james isn't healthy kcp obviously looks like shit but he gets open yep. looks when he has the hard to it's it's good that they didn't overreact to their losing streak with their two best guys injured um it will be very sad when they sign andre drummond in the bio market however next the memphis grizzlies <laughs> Uh, again you said you were going to talk about him <laughs> i just wanted to kind of pour some salt in your lakers wound all right grizzlies <laughs> did nothing they get a c who cares i'm actually giving them a d because like why not do something Tra- go trade justice winslow he's not doing anything for you like come on now kyle anderson is balling out trade him now at the peak of his value you're good you need more upside around John Morant if you ever want to be competitive. I'm giving them a D. Give them that D, baby. Slide it in. All right. Next, the Miami Heat. They were very busy. First, they traded Myers Leonard in a 27 second-round pick for Trevor Ariza. Then, they traded Mo Harkless and Chris Silver for Nemanja Bielitsa. Then, they traded Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and a 22 pick swap for Victor Oladipo. Holy shit. The Miami Heat fleeced. Yeah, I think we both agree that we like that trade. Anytime you can get Myers Leonard, a K-word saying fucker off your team is great. And uh, they ended up getting Trevor Reza, who could provide something for them. 
Nemanja Bielitsa is my favorite trade out of all of them, just because I think Nemanja is a legitimate player on a playoff team. I will never give up on this. I'm the same person who argues that Nemanja Bielitsa last year was possibly, I'm not saying definitely, but possibly one of the two to three best players on the Kings team last year. I'm telling you, he was solid. He is solid. No, I'm just laughing. I'm laughing at your, your kind of like flimsy, like explanation of your take. Um, but I, yeah, you you thought basically your argument was that, that Nemanja is better than Bogdan Bogdanovich, which you know, I guess we're gonna see Who on knows? the Heat team because he's gonna he's gonna have. I mean, he's gonna be starting right away. I have to think, right? Bogdan like, has sucked this year, and this is gonna be the best team that Nemanja has ever played on. And so all he's got to do is hit those threes, which he can do. Okay, so I'm so I'm, I'm excited for this. Nemanja Bielitsa is the Kelly Olynyk replacement. Awesome. Oh, yes. yes. That's so much better. So much so, better. Okay, so I'll give it a B just because I hate Victor Oladipo, but I think that they also won that. So, oh, no, no, B plus because they still won that trade. Yeah, yeah they got Victor Oladipo for pennies. Like, that's nothing. I, I don't, I'm not a believer that Victor Oladipo will ever be close to his 13 mile NBA status, but like, could he be, you know, a fringe all-star level player again? I, I think so. I think like... In Miami, he'll he'll have to get in really good shape again. And, you know, maybe like that Jimmy Butler mindset will get to him. Maybe he'll like understand his body post injuries more and kind of change his expectations for himself. I don't know. I I, I think that if you're going to get Victor Oladipo for that cheap, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm giving this trade deadline for the Miami Heat an A. They got Whoa. better. Uh, you are such a heat simp, first of all. Second of all, it's 100% <laughs> dependent on Victor Oladipo's buy-in on defense. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. A for me. You said B plus, right? Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks, like we mentioned, that DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson trade. They got PJ Tucker and Rodion's Kuritz. They also unloaded Tory Craig uh, to the Phoenix Suns for cash uh, to navigate the hard cap that they were under for and i think they ended up using their their entire mle so then okay. they were hard capped yep. okay sure okay okay, okay. cool cool, cool. Um, i still think they did really well here i mean pj tucker isn't gonna be we already talked about the pj tucker trade i love it pj tucker isn't gonna be flashy to the fan base maybe he is flashy to the fan base at this point because he's so fucking critically acclaimed by the media but he hasn't been playing very well this year but I mm-hmm. will still say there is a chance for PJ Tucker to come back for a competitive team and give a lot of effort and be so damn switchable for that Bucks defense that could be the best defense in the league when it comes to the playoffs. B plus because of that. I'm gonna give this one a B plus as well. Um, you know, I was gonna say like it's too bad that they got rid of Tory Craig. You know, I think that he could be serviceable in a lot of situations, but then they just went and got a better version of Tory Craig in PJ Tucker. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to give this one a solid B. I, I don't think it's, you know, it inches them a little closer to the the title, um, but I don't think it really puts them, like, over the top for title contention. So, it's a B. The Minnesota right, Timberwolves. Right. A damn plus. A plus. 100%. Give them an S. That's what they do in the tier ranker, the tier makers. Oh yeah, give yeah. him an S. S. Give him an S for superstars. All right, Dylan <laughs> gives them an S. Well, I'm so glad that they didn't do anything because the worst team in the league that is trying to lose games right now should not be trading for a player that's going to help them win games right now. <laughs> you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind Aaron Gordon on this team if the price was right. You know, agreed, agreed. If, if it was Rubio and Culver and then, you know, uh, a future protected first in like 2025, that for me, um, that is for me, that's the comp to the to the Denver trade. It's Culver, not Jaden McDaniels. That would be fine. But ultimately, like this team just needs we got to see what we got. Right. We just got to see what we got. So Agreed. I'm giving them a B 
a B plus because it would have been cool if uh, they could have turned Culver into something, but maybe they oh still will. God. Shut up. <laughs> New Orleans uh, sent JJ Redick and Nicol- Nicolo Melli to the Dallas Mavericks for James Johnson and Wes Iwundu and a second round pick. What do you think about this for uh, the New Orleans side of things? I think it's an F. James Johnson is washed. I actually kind of like Nicolo Melli. I mean, I guess JJ Redick was wasn't doing anything for them. I don't know. Fine, give him a D. Fine. I know I'm a little bit too extreme on this podcast. I'll give him a D. I'm I kind of am am kind of like closing my eyes and visualizing a fun lineup that is like Lonzo, uh, Wes, Iwundu, maybe Josh Hart instead. Oh, they didn't um, trade Lonzo. Sorry, James that... Johnson and Zion Williamson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> they didn't trade Lonzo, so I'm gonna call it a C minus. You're right. Uh, I'm actually I'm gonna give this one. Uh, you maybe you'll be surprised. I'm gonna give this one a B minus just because I think that they cleared up like their their guard rotation a little bit by getting rid of JJ Redick because JJ Redick kind of has to play, which takes minutes away from like Nikhil Alexander Walker, who they want to develop. You know, Kyra Lewis Jr. has been looking good. Josh Hart should really probably be playing the two instead of the three, and so there's just a little bit more space for their players that they want to you know get playing time so it's a b minus i like i don't love it but i think it like makes their team make a little bit more sense they just basically got a second round pick for it though that's my problem yeah i mean that's that's not a lot to get but that's fine for me that's fine the new york clearly desperately wanted to make that happen yes they did um let me let's hop to the oklahoma city thunder before we hop to the new york knicks so that the knicks make a little bit more sense <laughs> so earlier <laughs> earlier this week they traded trevor reza for myers leonard who is now waived and that 27 heat pick and today they traded george hill for tony bradley austin rivers from the new york knicks and two second round picks from philadelphia i wasn't able to find which picks those were in the moment uh wh- what do you think of this george hill trade Look at the video, Chalanga. Oh, Dylan gives it an F. Wow. Why do you give it an F? 34 goddamn picks. 17 second round picks. You think that they're going to well, be able to consolidate 17 second round picks into something? They're wasting away. And they're, they're just way, way, way too many second round picks right now in Oklahoma city. Sam Presti is the most overrated fucking GM of all time. They're like, Oh, he's doing a really great job of rebuilding. It's like, it's easy to win. You have the Clippers who are desperate for Paul George. And then you're gifted SGA. Every other move is fine. Yeah. I, I wish I, I really didn't hear any Al Horford speculation. Like I wish they would have tried to do that. I mean, I guess they can just do that in the off season, whatever. Austin Rivers and Tony Bradley is pretty like meh. Like they have so many centers and they have so many young guards. Like are either of those two going to play? And then, like you said, all those first round picks. I mean, I just, I'm, I don't get it. I don't get the direction at some point. They're going to have to put some talent around Shea Gilders Alexander. Cause right now there's none. The most abhorrent thing about this whole thing is that Shea, Gal- Shea Gilders Alexander is ready to win now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this one a D. Did not like it. <clears throat> now, let's talk about the Orlando Magic. We we talked about what they what they gave up. Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, and Al, Al Farukuminu. And now, they've got Otto Porter, Wendell Carter, two first-round picks, and two second-round picks. And possibly Jeff Teague and Javante Green. I am not still not sure about that. <laughs> How do you think the Magic came out here, Dylan? I have been mean to the sellers, I feel like, on this podcast, but the Orlando Magic are the exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. I give them an A++++++. I think that's six pluses, to be specific, so that Schlinger can put six pluses into the Google Doc. Nikola Vucevic is the prize right now of the NBA somehow. They were able to conjure two first-round picks from the Bulls at the trade deadline. They ended up getting rid of Aaron Gordon, and they got really good value for him. Everyone knew this whole time that the Orlando Magic were the sellers of the deadline, and they still got value out of every single trade. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that that's awesome for them. Yo, and I think an underrated piece of this is that they got off of, uh, like, Evan Fournier wasn't expiring, so that's $17 million gone. And they got off of Vucevic's contract. So that's like a, a $30 million ta- like cap evasion, which was important for them. Plus, oh, the Aaron Gordon pick, the Aaron Gordon trade isn't even on here. Holy shit. The fact that Denver didn't have to give up I know Bull Bull is not an NBA player, but the fact that they didn't have to give up Bull Bull or Michael Porter Jr. is a win for Denver. But at the same time, yeah. they weren't going to give them those two guys. I think it's so funny, though, that like Orlando Magic ended up with RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony, who were like in 2019, the two like prizes for the 2020 draft. <laughs> like they were like the guys. Remember, it was like the race for RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony. And that just is not the way it ended up at all. Um, but awesome. they both ended up on the magic. Uh, you know, I think I think that uh, RJ Hampton could be something. I mean, he's athletic. Um, he's confident. <laughs> Wendell Carter, I'm not a fan of, but they got picks. And like, you know, I, I, I do think that there's probably no worse tandem to build around than Fultz and Jonathan Isaac. But... At least the Magic were smart enough to trade away all their older guys, so at least they can be bad with the young guys. You know, no more bullshit playoff stuff. I give this an A. I think I think they did a I think they did a solid job, and they surprised me with their their wholesale. So good job, Orlando. We just got a few more teams left. The Philadelphia 76ers traded Tony Bradley to OKC, Terrence Ferguson to the New York Knicks and two second round picks to Oklahoma city and got George Hill. Um, I don't know if George Hill gets them any closer to the title, but they did need some extra point guard play. And I guess George Hill fits that need. B minus. They did what they needed to do. Daryl Morey once again is putting them in a great position for the playoffs. The, what it's going to come down to is Joel and B getting healthy. And Ben Simmons playing exactly the way that he has been all year round, which is defensive player of the year level. Yep. And they didn't get, they didn't have to give up anyone who is currently playing for the, you know, like there's there, they gave up no impact players or assets for someone who might close games for them. So that's pretty solid. I'm giving it a B, you know, I'm giving it a B plus. I'm giving it a B plus then. You think yeah. you can give it a B plus? I I I'm gonna give it a B plus then. <laughs> Phoenix Suns traded cash for Tory Craig, who played uh, last night. Was two for three from three, scored ten points, like had an impact player. I thought this was great. the The Suns needed a little bit more wing depth. They they did. They're a little shallow when it comes to wings. It's like Mikel Bridges and Jay Crowder, and that's kind of it. So I thought this was great for the Suns. I'm giving them a B plus for this. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns kind of got embarrassed last Friday night um, or like a Friday night ago by the Minnesota Timberwolves. There was a guy named Anthony Edwards who scored like 42 points, like some no name just scoring 42 points against them. So I think getting Torrey (laughs) Craig might shore up their defense a little bit. They've been really, really, really struggling, especially in that specific game with their defense. And so I'm going to give them a B plus. No. I'm gonna give him a B minus. Sorry, I just have to be different than you. That's the reality. Oh my god! And I was like, oh, it has a B plus. Oh no, I'm gonna give it a minus so that it looks a little different. But uh, Tory Craig was not doing anything for the Bucks, and Tory Craig could do something for the Suns. But at the same time, who damn knows? Mikhail Bridges is still their best wing defender. All right, the Portland Trailblazers turned Rodney Hood and Gary Trent Jr. into Norman Powell. I am not sure where I stand on this one, Dylan. Um, I want to hear your thoughts first. I actually texted you and asked you specifically about this trade, and I was like, did they really find their guy that they needed to replace Gary Trent Jr.? in the lineup and Rodney hood, like obviously is just dependent upon whether he is making shots or missing shots because he is so streaky. So Gary Trent jr. To Norman Powell to me is like what you can count in the playoffs, right? Mm, Maybe Norman Powell gives you a little bit, uh, a a little bit of upside, maybe just because uh, he's going to play great defense 
and he's gonna shoot threes. He's one of the best three point shooters this this year in the league. So I'll mm-hmm. give it a C plus. That's it. Uh, Norman Powell is a champion. You know, I was a higher on this trade until I realized that Norman Powell is only six three, and then I realized that Norman Powell has a player option for next year, which he most definitely is going to opt out of, which means that they're going to have to end up paying him anyway. And granted they like, they tried to pay Gary Trent and it wasn't enough for him. Excuse me. Gary Trent, by the way, is six, five on basketball reference. Norman Powell is six, three. So I was also surprised because I thought that Norman Powell was going to provide more size for them, or at least more, more guarding size for them, because I thought that Norman Powell was more able to play the small forward for them. But, yeah, cool. well, Norman Powell does have a six eleven week wingspan, so his effective height is. No, I'm kidding. I think that this doesn't make them any better this year. And to give up two players, I mean, both of whom probably are also not going to be on the roster next year for a player who the Portland Trailblazers are probably going to fall into the birds right bird rights trap with and like overpay. I think that this is a bad move for the Trailblazers. I'm giving it a D plus. Wow. Next. Wow. The Sacramento. Things. I know you didn't you didn't expect that, did you? I've been I've been stewing on it. I think it's not I don't think it's good. Moving on to the Sacramento Kings. They traded a future second round pick for Terrence Davis from the Raptors and Corey Joseph and two second round picks for Delon Wright. So they got two kind of shooting guards um to add to this already guard heavy roster. F just stupid. I don't want to hear anything out of Sacramento until they have a new front office, a new coach, everything. I'm, I'm I sorry, not new front office, new owner. I don't want Vivek to own this team anymore. I did talk to a Sacramento Kings fan today, and he said that the Kings are really essentially most of the time playing three guard lineups with uh, Fox, uh, Halliburton, and Heald, and then Harrison Barnes at the four and Rashawn at the five, whatever. Um, and so having DeLon right off the bench instead of Corey Joseph as their lead guard is actually going to be a, like a big upgrade, um, which size. is true. Better size. Size. Yep. And I think that right now DeLon Wright is a much better player than Corey Joseph. Terrence Davis, I don't really know much about except that he fucking beat up his girlfriend. Uh, and that sucks. Ooh. Second I, round pick. They love those guys. I mean, Luke Walton, also a problematic guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving this one a D. Not into it. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs, I believe, traded nothing for Marquise Chris, who is on an expiring contract and has a broken leg and will not play this year. Can I N-A. give this one a... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Can I give this one an N.A.? Not applicable <laughs> to this podcast. So let's talk about the Raptors here. The Raptors were maybe going to be big sellers at the trade deadline. They ended up not trading Kyle Lowry. They traded Terrence Davis. They traded Norm Powell. And they traded Matt Thomas to the Utah Jazz for a Warriors 21 second round pick, which, you know, that's a mid second round pick. That is not bad, especially for a team that's good at drafting. So now looking at their team, that's like Lowry, Van Vliet, Trent, Siakam and Baines or Boucher. That's still not that good. And next year, I mean, Fred, like Gary Trent will probably start at the two and Van Vliet will start at the one. I don't know. Where's this team going, Dylan? I don't know. This almost feels like it's also an NA, but just because they made a lot of moves, we have to grade them. And moves that are going to affect them also, I think, in the future. They were half sellers, half buyers. It felt like they were making a Kyle Lowry trade right up until the trade deadline. And so I'm going to give them Mm -hmm. a C minus. No, I'm going to give them a D plus. I'm giving a D plus because... I don't know where they're going with this rebuild or not rebuild or whatever they think they're doing. Yeah. This is another thing where like they're going to fall into the bird's eye trap with Gary Trent and they're going to overpay him. And then they're going to have their entire cap. Like all their cap room is going to be devoted to Van Vliet, Gary Trent, uh, OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. And like, how good is that team? Is that even, do they make the second round? No. I mean, it depends on the matchup. But I don't see that team getting out of the. No, they won't get out of the second round. If they make it, you know. Yeah, they won't make it. Pascal has not looked good lately. You know, that's starting to look like a disaster contract. I'm giving them a D minus. 
They got two shitty picks and a player that they're going to overpay. The Utah Jazz sent this year's Warriors second-round pick to the Toronto Raptors for Matt Thomas, a shooter from small-town Wisconsin. This is also an N.A. I don't give a fuck. We've been doing this for too long. He's not going to play. N.A. All right. And finally, the Washington Wizards trade Mo Wagner, Troy Brown for Chandler Hutchinson and Daniel Gafford. Dylan, you said you love this trade. No, no. I just said I liked it for both teams. They get a C. Also, I realized that Chandler Hutchinson is already 24 years old. So I was like, okay, maybe it is a C. <laughs> um, I'm a Troy Brown fan, personally. So I, I wish the Wizards would have kept him. And I, I think Gafford sucks. And I think, I think Hutchinson looks like an NBA player, but I don't know that he is, you know? I agree. Yeah, you're right. It's probably more like a D plus. Yeah. And I feel like those are the most dangerous guys, those guys that look like they're NBA players when they're really not. <laughs> it's like, no, because they, they stick around, you know? Yeah, I, I give this one a C minus. I'm not into it. It is just whatever. Maybe maybe Hutchison has some upside. Maybe Gafford's better than Mo Wagner. I don't care. Dylan, this was a crazy jam-packed tra- trade deadline. A lot of shit happened. Not that much big shit happened. The biggest player that was moved was Nikola Vucevic. And, and you know, we're, we're heading into an offseason where there's also going to be not very many exciting free agents available. And so, I don't know. Maybe we'll see the big, big names moving this offseason as teams realize they've got all this cap space and nothing to do with it. Or maybe it'll be another 2016 where all these people get hella overpaid. We will see. Um, regardless, I am excited to play 2K with the new update. Jesus, two pods in a row, baby. Way to go, Chalanga. You did a great job hosting. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to follow us on the CND. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CNDMBA, on Instagram at CNDMBA. Send us an email at CNDMBA at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating and review. You know, we're up to like 50 listeners an episode. Um, which, Tony B., you know what you, you know, did. Pat on the back for us. And we do not have 50 ratings and reviews Maybe, maybe we should put this at the top because we have 50 listeners and we do not have 50 ratings interviews. So maybe people are not listening all the way to the end. Oh, that is for sure true. I think people are downloading without listening, of course. Kill me. Kill me now. Please. Please, I God. Slowly please. by making you my podcast partner. God, strike me with lightning. I've had enough. Um, Stop with these like minuscule trades. <laughs> it's so funny. Last night we saw this thing with Woj. Like Woj has to release an article last night. Obviously, he had a deadline or some shit. But he starts talking uh-huh. about some Sacramento bullshit trade that happened because nothing was happening at that point. And even when the trade deadline ended, it seemed like there were tons of trades right at the end. But it's still at after after going through each thing, it was much ado, way much ado. But about, about nothing. Not, yes. About yes. Nothing. This was a shitty trade deadline. That's what I learned. I'm in a, I'm angry right now. We did this whole pod and now I'm angry because there was so much bullshit that happened. Thank you, idiots. Bye.